Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Good morning, everybody. You know what time it is. It's your daily crypto news time for February 15, 2024. My name is Matt. The time is 10.20 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's going to be, become relevant in a little bit. Let's get into today's news. Oh, before, before we get into today's news, as always, please do me a favor. Go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, click those five stars, and leave us a nice comment. After doing this show for, I don't even know how long we've been doing this show. Has it been two years i gotta double check with this and figure that out for you guys um i'll do that not right now but we still are batting a perfect five star rating so that makes me very happy and makes sarah very happy and i hope that it's showing that it makes you very happy so continue this trend hit those five stars leave us a nice comment and let's get into today's news and there's a lot of bitcoin news today and we'll see why in just a second First, we're going to start with BlackRock, and BlackRock has shown everybody, has proved to everybody what everybody's been saying for a long time, that there is pent-up demand for Bitcoin exchange-traded funds. There's still a feeding frenzy. People are aping into Bitcoin nonstop, and the Bitcoin ETFs are logging strong days after strong days after strong days. BlackRock, obviously the world's biggest fund manager, is leading the charge in these ETFs. Yesterday alone, the fund manager's iShares Bitcoin Trust received $493 million in inflow and now has around $5.1 billion of Bitcoin under management. At crypto underscore Bobby, if you guys have been in the space for a while, uh, you, you definitely know Crypto Bobby. He loves his uh, buffalo chicken wraps. But Crypto Bobby tweeted this morning, and I thought this was great. Happy 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time to all of those who celebrate with a picture of Larry Fink. Larry Fink obviously being the CEO of BlackRock. And I don't think I need to tell that joke anymore. But let's just say we're bullish. Now, Bitcoin is bullish across the board. And fiat currencies like the US dollar, Japanese yen, the euro, and others, you know, they're not backed by any hard asset. They're not backed by gold or silver or platinum or diamonds. They're just fiat currency. And that's why we call them fiat currency. And their value is subjective and it depends entirely on market perceptions at any point. Well, 
Because of this, Japan is having a little bit of issues with its yen. Japan's core inflation climbed 3.1% in 2023, making its biggest gain since 1982. This is definitely not good for the overall sentiment of the market over there, especially when it comes to their economy, inflation, their buying power, the yen, and so on and so forth. The yen has depreciated against the dollar in 2022 and 2023, 13% and 7.5% respectively. It's also down 6.4% this year against the US dollar. Right now, one US dollar can get 150 yen, which I have been to the Japan many, many times, and that is astonishing. Astonishing. I think most of the times I've been there, it's been like 1 to 100, even 90, 92, 93 uh, yen to the dollar. Uh, I think I've been there when it was 120, and I thought that was amazing. 150. I mean, if you want a time to vacation in Japan, this is the time for the U.S. dollar. Maybe not good for them, damn good for U.S. dollars going over there. Well, early Monday morning, Bitcoin had a new record high in Japan in yen, 7.9 million yen for one Bitcoin. What is that? It's around $52,600. Well, Bitcoin's at that price today, and we're going to get into prices obviously in a minute. However, back on Monday, where Bitcoin's price was between 47 and 48.5. So it was trading at a premium. We all should know the South Korean kimchi premium. Basically, it's a gap in cryptocurrency prices between South Korea exchange and other exchanges located globally, creating amazing arbitrage opportunities if you have access to the Korean exchange and other global exchanges. Well, it looks like there was a premium there where you can have a good... Oh, I'm not going to just shoot out the math really quick. Let's see here. What would that be? around a 5 to 7% premium. If you can arbitrage that, that's pretty substantial. What does it say about the Bitcoin market? I don't know if it says much about the Bitcoin market as much as it says about the Japanese yen right now. Well, there's also been a significant increase in buying Bitcoin call options with strike prices above $60,000, peaking for expiries around April to December. QCP Capital, they reported massive buying, particularly around $60,000 and $80,000 strike prices, with a notable cluster around $100,000 strike prices for a December expiry. This trend suggests that market participants are betting that Bitcoin's price is going to rise above these levels. So a call option, really quick, is a financial contract that gives the buyer the right, but not the obligation, to buy an asset at a specific price, the strike price, within a certain period. They're typically used in the stock market, but also can be used at other assets like cryptos, as we see. If the market price of the asset exceeds the strike price, the buyer can exercise this option to buy at the lower price, potentially making a profit. Conversely, if the, price, conversely, if the market price is below the strike price, the option can be left to expire, limiting the loss to the cost of buying the option. So basically, there's a lot of bets on the price of Bitcoin, and these bets are trending that we are going up good signs, but not guaranteed. So a lot of these experts, in air quotes, are betting on what the price of Bitcoin is going to be after the halving. Bernstein's analysis is that we expect Bitcoin to touch a cycle high of around $150,000 by mid-2025. But we're going to see an all-time high here in 2024. Skybridge Capital founder Anthony Scaramucci, or The Mooch, says that there's going to be a $170,000 Bitcoin or higher in the next year and a half. He's aiming at around $200,000 Bitcoin. Just FYI, if you're going to have a $200,000 Bitcoin, the market cap is going to have to about 4 or 5x. So we're going to see around a $4 trillion market cap, which I do not think is impossible. 
You didn't know where I was going to go with that statement, but it's not impossible to see that kind of market cap. The question is, are we going to see it in a year and a half? We will definitely see, huh? Grayscale's Michael Zhao said it's important to understand that Bitcoin's price increase post-halving is not guaranteed. This is where I fall, by the way. We have seen, however, that price goes up after halving. This has been historically what it does. We have seen and we have concluded that it's going to be about 20x from its low during that cycle, meaning that if the cycle low is around $3,000, as it was uh, after the 2018 top, it went down to about 3000 and then our new high, 20x. $60,000 or so. We have seen $1,000 lows to about $20,000 all-time highs for that cycle. If our low here was 17, uh are we looking at $340,000 Bitcoin? It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas, absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I really don't know that. And I am with Grayscale's Michael Zhao that it's important to understand that Bitcoin's price increase post-having is not guaranteed. Rachel Lynn, the co-founder and CEO of Sin Futures, a decentralized derivative trading platform, said that while the halving will support markets, it's unlikely to drive full-fledged bull runs. I don't agree with that. That's where I don't stand. Here's my non-financial advice to you. We will see higher highs. Bitcoin will go up. What is your time preference? Some of us have been hodling Bitcoin for you know, I keep saying four or five years ago for some things. I just talked to my buddy again. You heard him on the show many times, Paul McNeil, the crypto curator. And we just realized that 2016 was eight years ago. So I've been hanging out for eight years in this space. Do we have another eight years to huddle? Do we have another 10? Do we have another 30? What is our time preference? That's number one. And number two, when are you going to be happy? If you hold a Bitcoin and you bought it for, say, $1,000 and it's $52,000 today, is that enough profit for you? Then if it is... Please take the profit. Enjoy it. Can you pay off your house? Can you buy a new car? Can you pay off student loans? Can you buy a nice dinner? I don't know how much money you have. It doesn't really matter. The fact is, do not wait for the all-time, all-time highs. Do not wait for this magical number that you think is going to appear and you're going to sell the top because nobody's going to do that. And do not think that if you sell and it goes up or if it goes down, that you're going to be actually satisfied with yourself if you're trying to time the market. You want to know why? Because this is a mental game. This is an emotional game. This is about understanding what you need. The biggest thing I have ever learned in these markets is that you have to be okay. You have to be okay with the decisions that you make, no matter what. And if you are not, it will eat you up with regret. So please do yourself a favor. Look at your time preference, look what's happening in the market, and figure out if I am to take profits, 
I am okay with this. And the thing I'm going to do with these profits is more important than the potential gains in the future, right? I'm going to pay off my house. I'm going to get my kids to college. I'm going to buy a new car. I'm going to just put it in the bank because it's a little bit more stable. I'm going to go for a fancy meal. Doesn't matter what you do. Please be okay with it and do not wait for some fictional future that you have no clue what's going to happen. But one thing we can do is not look at the fictional future of what is going to possibly maybe happen. We can look at the past. What was Bitcoin's prices on Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day obviously was yesterday. The first Valentine's Day in 2019, the price was obviously zero. 2010, five cents. 2011, Valentine's Day, one dollar. 2012, five dollars. 2013, twenty six dollars. 2014, six hundred and thirty two dollars. 2015, hard year, two hundred and forty seven dollars. 2016, three hundred and ninety seven dollars. 2017, one thousand dollars. 2018, nine thousand dollars. 2019, hard year, thirty five hundred dollars. 2020, twenty thousand dollars. 2021, forty nine thousand dollars. 2022, forty two thousand dollars. 2023, twenty two thousand dollars. And in 2024, yesterday, Bitcoin was at $51,000 plus. You do see the trend, right? Now, let's take a look at those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And the time is 1040 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Fear greed is at 75. We are greedy, very close to extreme greed. Bitcoin is sitting at $51,969. Remember, it's $51,969. When I woke up this morning, it was $52,600. I think it actually hit seven dollars or $800 too. It's still up 0.2% in 24, but it's down around 1.2 in uh, one hour. And I just asked Paul, I don't know why this is happening. It looks like there's still around $1.6 billion of Bitcoin in Grayscale's trust in Genesis that wants to go into the market and sell. So are they starting to enter that into the market? Not too sure. Paul just texted me back. He says, it looks like there's just another shakeout. Uh, we do have to pull back. We just can't go go up only. I think that a correction to around 48 or 49, maybe even 47 should be pretty reasonable to be honest with you but again if you're putting about a half a billion dollars into bitcoin day after day in etfs then it's really hard to shake somebody out it does seem like the fundamentals just basic math means up only but we'll have to see paul says we could go back up to 50 and then off to the races again but there is 1.6 billion dollars of bitcoin that people might want to liquidate Ethereum sitting at $2,831, up 2.8% in 24. Teller's number three, Binance is at 362, up 8.9%. Wow, I wasn't expecting that. And Solana's number five at 114, down 2.4%. Running off the top 10, we have XRP, USDC. Cardano is at 60.6 cents, up 5.3%. The thing here is about Cardano, and I don't really tell you my opinions on coins too much. And I, I know that a lot of people like Charles Hoskinson. They just love the hell out of him. I have a buddy that just loves the hell out of the guy. I don't know what the hell Cardano is doing. I don't know anybody that's building on Cardano. I don't know what the hell is going on with Cardano, but it just seems to be sitting in the top top 10 always. Avalanche, on the other hand, is sitting at number nine at 42.10, up a half a percent in 24. It's down 2% in an hour but people are building on avalanche and doge is number 10 at 8.5 cents up 2.8 percent in 24 the total market cap is slightly under 2 trillion dollars is at 1.96 trillion 
It's up 1.3% in 24. A Bitcoin dominance of 52.1 and an ETH dominance of 17.4. That was our show today. Not much news. A lot of me rambling. I hope that's okay. As always, you can email me at matt at dailycryptonews.net.com. Somebody said that emails aren't getting through because they keep quitting .com. No, it's .net, not .com. And you can reach Sarah, a.k.a. JK Remote, at Sarah at dailycryptonews.net. Again, if you are a Spanish speaker and want to make a daily crypto podcast with us, reach out at either of those addresses and Sarah will reach out to you and talk to you about what we do here. And until tomorrow, with Asia Focus, happy hodling, everyone. 